I want to listen to a couple of buddies chatting about tech and current events. So yeah, Jonathan and Max, they are a couple of casual tech enthusiasts. podcast this is max and this is jonathan and today we are going to be doing a little bit of a special episode it's going to be a bit shorter this time what we want to do is we want to go over the want to go over our experiences with the vibe the unboxing setting it up the games we played and then kind of make it a little bit short this week because eventually we are going to be getting into youtube videos so that's going to take up our youtube channel so that's going to take a, a bit of time of from us so this one's going to be short and sweet and i guess to start it off the first thing we did when we got the vibe, we all met up over here. Matt joined the team specifically for this YouTube channel, so he met us here. Uh, another good friend of ours was here to hang out, moral support, or to piss us off, or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, we started unboxing, and immediately I noticed the vibe is in a massive, sleek-looking black box. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Our mic is actually sitting on the box right now, but it came packaged... It was super cool. The instructions are really clear. You get these like paper instructions at first that kind of help you set up the room. And then they send you to the website. And then it gives you a really, really nice step-by-step -step deal of what you need to do to set up. We only really ran into like two snags. Yeah. The one was, you can see right behind me here, the, um, the mounts for the cameras or the sensors. You have to have them in opposite ends of the room. So we've got one over here. Uh, you can't see it off off camera, and then the one behind us. Though the setup for that was super easy. Unfortunately, in my basement where this camera is, I didn't really have anything really good to anchor it with. So it's actually handling or like hanging in there really well with just being through the drywall. So we tested a little bit, gave it some shape tests, and. And still holding strong, so that's awesome. And those sensors are pretty solid too. With with the mount and the sensors, probably a good two pound or two. I, I yeah, two or three pounds. I would say it, it kind of feels weighty in your hands, and then you kind of we kind of worried when we were uh, initially setting up the anchors. It it does really well, and I I've kind of tested it a little bit off and on uh, since day one to make sure it was good. But it's good, so that's cool. No holes yet. No holes yet. The next part was the headset was super easy to set up. You've just got the hub that everything from the headset goes into, and then it kind of just goes from the hub straight to your computer. I don't know. I think I had like 14 USB slots total, and I think I still have like four or five left over, including like my headset and keyboard yeah. and mouse and stuff. So. And some of those are for the charging bay for the controllers as well. So. Yeah. If you needed, you could take two out. Yeah, they they also come with like these little little charging spots you can put directly into the wall, so you don't really have to use the USB for that. But if you have enough USB slots, you're good. After the headset, we had we had to set up the room with yeah. the controllers. That was surprisingly. Not anywhere as bad as I thought it would be. When we started it, it was kind of rough, but then 
once we kind of knew what we were getting into and we had muscled our way through some of the hiccups, it ended up okay. Our biggest issue was we really didn't know all the little fine details. You know, are the sensors pointing down enough or, you know, the controllers aren't sinking, so what do we do with that? It ended up working perfectly. Yeah. And we got kind of right into it to the point where we just started playing games and, and didn't finish any of the work we were wanting to do. If you plan on getting a vibe picking up for yourself, one of the, I guess maybe we should go over like a couple things that people should look out for. These pictures on this paper that they send with it, they show you a bit and they kind of tell you what to do, but they don't tell you how. They don't get too specific on what exactly needs to happen, but we set up the sensors essentially looking towards each other, but not too much towards the ground. And that turned out to be one of our first like major hiccups with the calibration of the headset and the controllers. We found out that what you need to actually do is have them facing towards each other, but have them relatively have the, have them both have a good view of the ground in which you stand. And that that was throwing us off a bit a lot on the on the setup wizard because it was telling us to put the controllers on the ground. And to hit a button, but the button wasn't popping up. We're having a lot of problems yeah. with it crashing, so we figured... We crashed like three times before we actually... I think we got the button once, like our first try, and then it still messed up because they wouldn't sync. Yeah. Then we had to start from the very beginning again, didn't get anything, and then the third time it ended up working out. And also, didn't one of the controllers have the proper firmware and the other controller didn't have the firmware? Yeah, yeah, we had to uh, update the firmware for each one. That was that was weird, but aside from that, everything else tells you what to do. It's very straightforward, and so the only thing I would say that you have to really look out for is the uh, the make sure the sensors have a good view of the ground, and that was about it. Once we had that, we it was it was done. It was easy. When we were setting it up, it was all very straightforward and and done with steps, so. You just kind of followed along and kept hitting next, and you yeah. just ended up working, which was which was sweet. Nice that uh, feels a little bit more like a console. Yeah. So yeah, once we got that all done and set up, we essentially just jumped straight into the games. Jonathan went ahead and took the honors of uh, doing the initial. There's like, so after you set up the headset and the controllers and get everything going, there's this welcome to VR tutorial thing that Steam oh, does with yeah. the Vive. That was sweet. Uh, I mean, if Jonathan wants to talk about it, he didn't want to do it. Well, it was cool. They just kind of let you work with all the buttons on the wands. They give you a second to get acclimated a little bit to the environment. Unless you've put on the headset and you've actually done this, it's so hard to explain what this is like until you actually do it. And I've watched so many videos... I've read so much about it. It's just it's just so different than, than anything you can see or read about it without actually putting it on. The coolest part was you could you just hopped in and very like cartoony and fun. You got to like test out all the buttons and it, it gave you a bunch of different actions for each one. My favorite one was the very large uh, balloon that shot out of the wand. Of course did a, a lot of inappropriate things with that. And you when you were first like blowing these balloons out of it you could actually like bounce them up and down and I tried to grab them and you know it it didn't work at first but then once you start really getting a feel for the controllers it was just perfect and then they just let you hop into your library afterwards and you can start playing whatever you want yeah 
one thing that we noticed from uh, so Jonathan had the honors, of course, and then Matt, our friend, I'm not sure if he wants us to talk about him, and our friend was here hanging out. We were watching the screen. You can set up, is it just with XSplit, or is that what the Vive, uh, yeah, the Vive, when you're playing a game, it'll bring up a window on yeah. on your monitor, but while you're in the menus, looking through the games, your monitor won't show that, so I, I'm not sure how Matt or our friend felt, but I was sitting there wondering like is you know is Jonathan gonna pick something are we gonna do this or what's going oh, on oh yeah and then we quickly found out that that's what's going on with that whole thing so that was kind of neat it's kind of I mean it, I guess it makes sense that the menu doesn't show up that way if you want to hop onto Pornhub real quick in between games no one knows what you're looking at yeah I think until the achievements pop up yeah well I think when the games are ran a window will pop up yeah but when you're doing just in the virtual menus desktop, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can see virtual desktop through that. Okay. It's it's only when you're in like the Vive Home menus and stuff okay. that you don't you don't see anything. What was the first game we played, man? That night was a whole blur. The first game we played because I didn't see the menu work you were doing. We you jumped right into hot dogs, horseshoes, horseshoes, hand grenades, hand grenades and I thought it was still part of the tutorial. Oh like, yeah. You you popped into that room with all the different buttons, and I I thought like. This is a really intense, because you're messing around with the tutorial and everything, and it's, the tutorial, when you finish the tutorial, it felt like a portal game, there's a lot of wacky stuff happening. That stuff kept happening as you were doing the menus, so it went from that to this next part, and I thought it was the next phase of the tutorial. That that game was pretty sweet, and and I still, seems kind of very early access still, they've mentioned that they're going to be adding more content. It's really, it's not a game that you're going to just play over and over yourself. It's a game that when you want to show somebody who's into, like, shooters and who wants to get, like, a, a really good first impression or, or just a, you want them to get, like, the full experience of picking things up in, in the game and being able to pull back the chambers and load clips and stuff like that. It works both your hands I think keeps the immersion. Uh, some games like the Cloud VR, you don't need both the controllers for. But when you're messing with those the the guns and stuff like that, it just felt really good. I think I don't even remember what the first thing I did was. Oh, I was in that arcade room and I was shooting those red boxes that were coming at me. What well, first you're in the shooting range. Oh yeah yeah, and then I found a secret gun around one yeah. of the the pillars. Obviously, no complaints about that game. It, I wish there was maybe a little bit... Maybe when you pick up something new, they give you a tutorial. Yeah. Unless they did that the first night, and I don't remember it, but you know, when you were messing with the lighter earlier, I, I couldn't even tell you how to open it up, because it, it was... It took a while. Yeah, you would imagine if you had a lighter, you could like flick your wrist and it would open it, or you could take your other controller and open it, but you couldn't. You was just using the D-pad yeah. up, up top to do that. I mean, just spending some time with it would solve that problem it would be cool to have a little tutorial every time you picked up every time you picked up something new and then you played next yeah what did i uh, did i start out with vanishing realms yeah so i started out with vanishing realms right off the bat after that which is an rpg i have not even heard of it until i came over here and i saw that you had it and uh it's like a i don't know it's not cell shade it's it's cartoony I think art style reminded me a lot of Vanilla Wow. Yeah, it, 
definitely, yeah, a lot like Vanilla Wow. It, you know, the barrels were big and yeah, it looked a lot like Vanilla Wow. But what it is, it's just an RPG. I'm not even sure if it's a story. That it was a bit like a blur once you start playing. Yeah, once you hop in, like the only story felt like that skeleton was talking to you. Yeah, there was something talking to me at first. I picked up some coins in a gym. And I immediately felt what I wanted from VR was I wanted to feel like it was a different experience and feel. I wanted my senses and my body to be tricked by what was going on. That definitely happened. I got in and figured out the movement was a little awkward at first, but very easy to get the hang of. You grab a gem and then you grab a torch and you start moving through this dungeon. One of the first things that you run into is you run out to a window and there's like a little baby skeleton behind it. (laughs) And I could like put my head up against the window and look and he ran back and that was the first thing that made me feel like this is pretty much worth it from this kind of stuff because I felt creeped out when that when that baby skeleton snuck off around the corner I felt worried it I felt like I was up inside the game and he's gonna come around and I'm gonna have to deal with that and I don't <laughs> want him to touch me I mean it just felt good and then eventually you move through stuff, you find out a couple puzzles here and there, pick up some gold, get a weapon, come back, and then you, you get into melee combat, which is just mind-blowing. It, like, it turned a... If the combat system was put into a game, the closest thing I could say it was was, like, The Witcher. It was very, very basic. But in the, in the VR game where you have a one-to-one scale controller that maneuvered a sword there's just i there's that's such a special thing and it felt very responsive the the people that made that game were doing such a good job so far first thing i wanted to do was the parry and i waited for the skeleton to attack so i could parry and it worked and then you could counter attack and everything you go on there's more stuff but that was the game that i played and i loved it my my favorite part was the combat too Eventually, when enemies got low enough HP, they would they would like drop back, but you could lunge forward and still do stabbing attacks. Eventually, my tactic whenever I would fight was I would use I would use a shield because I kind of wanted to do a different combat style than what you did. I would hold my shield, but then when an enemy would attack, I could reach over and like hit them in the face behind their shield, and I thought that was so awesome that I could do that. It didn't always work. You always had like, well not always, enough times to notice some hiccups in combat where you would yeah. either definitely block something and you would still take damage or you would ac- accidentally get clipped into the enemy and your sword would hit like 30 times real quick and yeah. just kill it. While you're playing it proper and you're standing in front of your enemy, it was very turn-based. I mean, you could swing over and over if you wanted to, but most of the time you're going to hit their helmet or their shield or they're going to parry or jump back. But it was really cool for the AI. Once they get to a certain HP, they change their tactics and they become more defensive. Another thing I did differently from you was you got the regular bow and I I bought like the upgraded bow. Yeah. Because I didn't buy two swords, so I had money left over. The upgraded bow just just did increased damage. I found myself a lot of times hiding behind things and poking around or standing up and just sniping people. I kind of did that with the boss too. And then eventually he had this huge like shoulder armor that when he got to a certain HP he would just drop it and I couldn't shoot him anymore and I would have to change and I would have to uh, switch over to sword and shield and and go after him. 
it's the game was and this is a petty complaint but the game was just too short for me i wanted to play so much more of it i was having so much fun and you know there was a one point where i had to stop and like take a break because i was getting winded when you get to later parts of the game you have a ton of dudes to fight and sometimes you're fighting up to three guys at once so i'm blocking and parrying and like taking hits and uh trying to move around and stuff it's it's just so awesome I think one thing that I've noticed, so I played that first night and I came back and I got a little taste again tonight. And I thought I was getting sweaty from all the intense physical stuff I was doing. <laughs> but from putting on it again, I played mini golf and what else did I do tonight? Abbott's. Oh, yeah. I did the, the spooky game. Yeah. That actually freaked me out with the jump scares, which is another just great feeling. But uh, one thing I noticed is that the headset. It's just, it traps in the heat, and it, it makes you sweat. I wouldn't say I've done anything physically tonight that would make me sweat, but I was definitely, I had a light mist about. <laughs> and yesterday, when I was kind of just playing by myself and making some videos, I probably had the headset on for like two hours, and I had this huge red ring around my face that probably lasted about 30 minutes. I would say any playtime after an hour, you're going to get like a big mark across your face. So you just have to make sure that the headset is the right tightness. And, you know, there's there's definitely ways that you can, on the side of the headset in the front, you can, you can twist and it brings in and out the lenses just based on how your, your eyes are set up. And then you can also pop out where on the side of it, the where the straps are pop it out and then you can twist in and out and it moves in the lenses in and out just it's a personal preferencing but it also allows you to wear glasses yeah i would say it's comfortable sometimes the back piece behind your head feels like it's a little too far up yeah that's one thing i've noticed it feels like a yarmulke yeah it it, it feels like it should be you know if, if you're looking like right underneath here but it kind of sits like around here it felt like it was just going to slide off because it, it had some weight to it. Yeah, I've never had that happen, which is good. But yeah, it, you do either. get that feeling, especially in intense situations. You feel it. Like, you're aware of it, but it never happened, so that's good. And what did we play after that? We played... Matt, Matt played. Matt played some job simulator. Was he a short order cook? Yeah, yeah, he was. He had to make a few smoothies. That game... It's fun. Okay, here's how I see this. Game. I feel like that game's more fun to watch people yeah. play than it is to play it. I yeah, I definitely, I would like to mess around with it and throw some stuff here and there. So I feel like with that game, it is definitely gonna be more fun to watch people. I don't think it would be like solid. Let's put out a hundred videos for it, but definitely let's have some people over, and definitely have some people over, and let's you know let's have make everyone drink. And then play this game. That's the only way I could see it being anything. Oh, dude, Hover Junkers is sweet. Oh, yes. That was one of the first games where I was like, God damn, th- this is what multiplayer should be on everything. Yeah, and they kind of had the perfect way to... It's the perfect way to still feel inside the game and make it feel immersive, but you're also still kind of joysticking your way around yeah. but you're you're doing it with a purpose like there's a reason why you're flying around it didn't feel gimmicky it felt like i was really putting my hand down and and some like augmented reality like joystick was getting me around to where i needed to go that and then 
it was just so cool when you finally met up with someone to fight, you could just really quickly turn that into another gun and you could duel pistols or you were hiding underneath things and and trying not to get shot. That, like, that's the best part is you you have to actually dodge for real and, and not get hit. Obviously, that's the whole point. Our, I think we have like 12 games right now. How much did you throw it out all together so far? <laughs> I think I... My wife's so man. Uh, I think I, I think I've spent probably about 150 bucks in games. All of them, all of them worth it because they're so fun. And if you're not too familiar with us or what we're doing, we're eventually gonna be starting a YouTube channel up here. Uh, we want a good mix of games to kind of review a little bit of everything. Eventually, I'm sure we want to be able to see it all, do it all, review it all. The thing that we are excited to start next, uh, one of the bigger projects we're gonna work with, is something we call Girls Play where we're going to have uh, Jonathan's wife and my wife have a have a few drinks and then have them sort of compete, yeah. in a sense. And the first game that we're going to be doing is Skylands Golf, which you got the demo for. Keep up with us on YouTube, the podcast, or Twitch, because that is going to be a lot of fun to see them try and do that after they have a few drinks or two. Yeah, or four or five or six, you know, until she starts doing multiplication. But yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, just getting back on subject, overall, the hardware was really easy to set up. Yeah. Even though, you know, we kind of tripped over it a couple times, the, I didn't play a single game, I guess I should stop on that, Spellfighter VR, I was so excited for. Me too. I think if we could just get a couple of the things worked out on that, and the, the guy who's developing it, the team... They've kind of acknowledged some of the issues that the game's having. Once they get, like, I don't know, two things smoothed out, that game is going to be so awesome. I am i don't care. I'm still excited to play that game. The combat looks awesome. You know, other than that one, all, this, all the games that we played felt so good. It, it felt like, you know, you're really there. And while I was playing Job Simulator, Max was laughing at the silly things that I was doing. Like, I was drinking gas one time, and then I was throwing up. Those kind of things. You know, I'm already a huge fan of the Vive. Having it now and covering it for about a month. The, ne- the yeah. next step is, you know, another big announcement is we get to interview the Manus Glove team. And if you've been following the podcast, you'll know that we talked about Manus a couple episodes ago and how excited we were. So I reached out to them, and their lead engineer actually replied back, asking if we wanted to do an interview. So hopefully next week we get to set that up and do it. We're going to upload it on YouTube. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So aside from that, to go ahead and try and wrap up the podcast, that's basically yeah. everything that we've played, everything that we've done so far. We still look forward to playing more and everything. If there's still people out there listening... Feel free to let us know what you'd like to see us play or do. And as soon as we can pick up pick up and review and put out anything, we will we'd sure love to. Love to hear anything you guys have to say. Thanks a lot for listening to the podcast episode five. Yeah, episode five. Thanks, guys.